Welcome to the Hypno Toad Podcast on the Harlan College Sports Podcast Network, and we are so close, you can taste it, to college football just 10 days away from kickoff uh, against Colorado. It's going to be a good one. This episode, we are breaking down our definitive win-loss predictions, and then, of course, predictions for uh, some team awards as well. So we'll get into all of that. And more, of course, a couple guys got on the, the uh, more awards, more and more and more preseason awards. So we'll talk all football, 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 football only makes sense as we are just a couple days away from kickoff. All right. Got to remind you, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you get the Hypnotoad podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to this audio masterpiece. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Please, it helps the podcast grow. And then, of course, you can win a free Heartland College Sports koozie by leaving a rating review on iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Send it to the big boss, Pete Mundo, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Also, make sure you go over to Harlan College Sports because we will have game recaps for you all throughout the season. All you TCU Horn Frog fans, you want to read the incredible writings of one Andrew Zimmel, you will be able to do that as well over there. And, of course, they do a good job keeping you up to date on all things Big 12, including all of the recent acquisitions that the conference has made. You know, the falling apart Pac-12, you add what Arizona, Arizona State now. Uh, Colorado's coming over. So there's a Utah ton of teams moving in for 2024. And uh, look, 2023 is just an entree and we get to kick two teams out, Oklahoma and Texas. So it's going to be a fun season. Uh, I'm really excited for it. So let's go game by game. I've seen a lot of uh, predictions for TCU. Most TCU bloggers, writers, they have given the Horn Frogs a nine and three prediction. Vegas has a little bit different conversation. Vegas's conversation sits at seven and a half for the uh, TC Horned Frogs, and I just find that very hard to believe. After a season last year where they played for a national championship, even though the boat race was in full effect against the Georgia Bulldogs, a win against Michigan, right, in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, you would think to yourself that coming into the 2023 season with, again, the starting quarterback at last year's, beginning of last year's season, you would think to yourself, as a normal college football fan, that Vegas would have a similar record, right? You think eight wins, maybe maybe nine wins, nine and a half wins for TCU. Maybe you're flirting with double digits. No, they have it at seven and a half, and right now the money is on the under. If you were betting TCU, they are a favorite to go under seven and a half wins, which is hard to believe. Their odds to win the Big 12 is plus 1,200 which is surprising to me, but not super shocking because, again, last year they were in a similar boat. Now, year one under Sonny Dykes, TCU, by all accounts, overachieved, right? Big wins against Texas, Oklahoma. You're thinking to yourself as you come into 2023 season, how do you recreate that magic, especially when you consider two NFL running backs are off the team, uh, Max Duggan, a Heisman finalist off the team, uh, all the wide receiver talent, according to some sources, off the team. So where do you go into this year? And on previous podcasts, the last month, we've been breaking down position group by position group, quarterback, wide receiver, defense, all that good stuff. So if you want to go back and listen to those position by position spots, you can. We'll give you the shorthand right here. TC brings back Chandler Morris, who was slotted, slated, uh, signed in, penciled in to be the starter last season before he got hurt 
And Duggan, of course, took over and then went on that run that he went on uh, under center. Makes complete sense, right? Heisman finalist. He played out of his mind last year. Now, I like to think that that is 75% his natural talent, leadership, charisma, all those uh, things, those adjectives you talk about around a quarterback. I like to think it's 75% him, 25% uh, Sonny Dykes, and uh, you know maybe a couple percentage points here or there with Garrett Riley. So Riley's gone, goes to Clemson, in my opinion, a worse job, but neither here nor there. Uh, Sonny Dykes here, Kendall Bryle here, Chandler Morris still here. So let's go down game-by-game game predictions. We'll start with kickoff against Colorado. Now, next week, we will give a more in-depth breakdown, and we'll do it week in and week out, breaking down the opponent week by week for TCU, because I think that's, that is more interesting. I like to talk in the moment versus the preseason, where, of course, guys get hurt, things change. Uh, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to do a game-by-game in-depth preview. So we're just going to go overview, right? From 3,000 feet, TC opens up the season at home against Colorado. Game one, first win for the Horned Frogs. I like it because TCU is bringing back, granted, a skeleton crew from last year's group, but they bring back guys like Chandler Morris, like we mentioned before. They have some of uh, the better uh, players when it comes to transfers. So I think that the biggest player, of course, is going to be John Paul Richardson, who is right now slated to be the number one wide receiver. You think about uh, guys like Trey Sanders, we've talked about in previous podcasts. They bring back a good group, even with the transfers coming in. They bring back a good a good core. Whereas Colorado is now the poster child for using the transfer portal. Deion Sanders is using that transfer portal more than maybe any other coach in college football. 50 transfers. 50 transfers. Hard to believe. Uh, TC, of course, will be facing off against Colorado in the Big 12 next year. This year, out of conference game, I think TC starts with a home win against the Buffs, 1-0. Game number two against Nickel State, an FCS opponent. You chalk that up as a W as well. We don't need to go too much further in there. If TCU, a team who is ranked number 17 in the preseason polls, loses to Nickel State, that'll be one of the biggest upsets in the last 10 years in college football. And it would be one of the biggest upsets in TCU football history if they lose to an FCS opponent in Week 2. So that is two wins right out of the gate. So we are almost, what, a third of the way there if you're a a better on the over for TCU uh, wins. All right, so 7.5 is what uh, Vegas gives us Week 3 against Houston on the road in Houston. Now, Harlan College Sports had a really interesting thing this week. Uh, talking about Dana Holgerson and the Cougs, the Cougars. And our guy Pete Mundo was talking about how much job security does Dana Holgerson have as Houston moves to the Big 12 and the stakes are raised a little bit. You know, there's one thing to be one of the more competitive teams in Conference USA. It's another thing to be a competitive team when we talk about the Big 12, one of the Power 5 conferences. Dana Holgerson, how much job security does he have? I look at this as just an X's and O's matchup. Holgerson, one of the uh, disciples of the Air Raid. Sonny Dykes is the godfather of the modern college football offense. I think he is one of the more genius play callers. The defense, this will be the first time it really gets tested, I think, all season. If I was a betting man, I think that whatever the point total is, you should bet the over. I'm going TCU 3-0 and after week three. Week four. 
home against SMU. One of the last times that these two teams will be playing as the or the uh, the game, the battle for the skillet, is going to be put on pause after the 2024 season or 2025 season. We talked about it last week. It's going to be put on pause in two seasons. Uh, a home against SMU. The last three times these two teams have played, it has been very competitive. I do not think the fourth time these two teams play, it will be competitive. I'm going TCU win at home in Fort Worth, 4-0. So if you're at home, keep in track. 4-0, but only one away game so far, and that is one of the reasons that I've been so confused why the win total was so low for TCU because their home and away schedule, I look at it and I say to myself, the Horn Frogs have more important games at home than they have on the road. And we'll get to some of these in a moment. Uh, I'm thinking about Texas Tech. You have a game away at Oklahoma. But you get to host Texas, and most people are saying Texas is the best team in the conference. I like to think that all of these home games should help the Horn Frogs. All right, so SMU, that's a win. Home against the Mountaineers, against Virginia. West Virginia, WVU, they look almost as bad as Houston does, and Houston's one of the newer teams coming in. WVU has not been good in previous seasons. You don't have to go to Morgantown. I think that's a win. 5-0. and oh, for TCU. Now, the first conference away game against Iowa State. Now, this is where things get a little interesting. Two months ago, three months ago, I would have told you that this is one of the harder games on the schedule. Iowa State, always a very competitive team, in my opinion. I think they're very well coached, but here's where the issue lies. Hunter Deckers is going to jail, allegedly, right? This is a quarterback who, before the season... After last, well, I should say after last season, coming into this year, the spring game and all that type of good stuff, I was thinking that this is one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. I thought that Quinn Ewers right now looks like supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks. Chandler Morris, a guy who has at least played a couple snaps in the TCU uniform before, I think he's one of the better ones. I had Hunter Decker in that same kind of conversation. And Decker's, he's getting pinned for a gamble allegations. And last time I checked, he has actual charges against him, and he was not in fall camp. So Iowa State, they still have a lot of questions around the quarterback position because of that. I chalked that up as a win on the road in Ames, Iowa. So we're at 6-0. and So we're already, if you were a just chalk better, 7.5 wins, this is where the, this is where the uh, back half of the schedule really matters. So TCU at this point, 7-0. And I'm thinking, or 6-0, and I'm thinking to myself as a just better, right? How much more momentum do I need? Wins against Colorado, Nickel State, Houston, SMU, West Virginia, Iowa State. That's 6-0 at home against BYU. BYU, a team coming into the Big 12, a new team into the conference. I don't see the Cougars giving TCU a tough run for their money either, right? And it's not like they're having to go to Provo. I like a win there, 7-0. This is where the conversation gets interesting. Away at Kansas State, away at Texas Tech, home against Texas and Baylor, away against Oklahoma. This is the hardest five-week schedule I think any team in the conference has. I think of the Big 12, I think this is the toughest stretch for any team. So we'll start with Kansas State. You know how I feel about Kansas State. If you've listened to the Hypnotoid podcast in the past year and a half, you know that Kansas State, the Wildcats, that is a team that I think is primed to be the rivalry in the conference. The same way that TCU and Baylor were big conference rivals a 
10, five, five, seven years ago. Uh, you think mid 2010s. I think Kansas State is that right now for TCU. I like the difference in the purples and whites. I like the way that they are coached. I think that Kansas State's a very well-coached football team. They had uh, Deuce Vaughn go to the NFL. He was a terror on the football field last year for Kansas State. Thank God he's gone. Will Howard, he returns as well as the top offensive line of the conference. The K-State offensive line is going to cause some problems for the TCU defense. I'm telling you that right now. I don't. We're not going to go into the you know weeds here. But this is the game that I think is going to be a coin flip. This is a 50-50 game. It's in uh, Manhattan, Kansas, one of the worst Manhattans probably this side of uh, you know Mississippi, honestly. Uh, but I'm going to say the TCU is going to advance. Win in advance. They win the coin flip. 8-0 going into Lubbock. Now, this is where they get their first loss. Coming off a of bye week, coming off a very big win in Kansas State at Manhattan, right? In it at Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas, the bye week is going to be a problem for TCU. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff against Texas Tech right now. If that game kicks off at 6 p.m. in Lubbock, I think the Raiders get it. I think TCU is one of the best teams in the conference, if not the best team in the conference. I think Texas Tech is in that same category as well this is the first loss of the season for TCU seven and one going into that home game against Texas seven and one going into the home game against Texas now this is a rivalry game the Texas TCU game this is allegedly the reason SMU is getting bumped off the schedule this is the conversation a lot of people around college football are having Longhorns have to come to Fort Worth the last time Texas will play TCU in conference, this one is a big one. If Quinn Ewers is playing, there's a chance that Texas is going to come into this game undefeated. There's a chance that they maybe have one loss, right? Or maybe, let's say, two losses. If they have to, they play Oklahoma earlier, they play Alabama. Let's say this is a one-loss TCU versus a two-loss Texas. I have TCU winning at home against the University of Texas right now, which would make them eight and one going into the final three or the final two weeks. This is a tough one, needless to say. It's a tough one to bet. I think a lot of gamblers are going to take uh I think a lot of gamblers are going to take Texas in this one. I'm taking TCU. So now we have wins against Colorado, Nichols, Houston, Sam Houston or correction, Colorado, Nichols, Houston, SMU, West Virginia, Iowa State, BYU, Kansas State, and Texas. Nine and one going in to a game at home against Baylor. And I think that's going to be the last win for TCU in the regular season. A win against Baylor in Fort Worth and then going to Norman, Oklahoma to end the season. I think Oklahoma's season this year is not going to be as good as people are making it out to be outside of a uh, Norman, I think, or I, I should say, inside of Norman, I think a lot of people have uh, high expectations for this Oklahoma season. Personally, I don't, but I do think Dylan Gabriel is going to be the real deal. I think Venerables changes the defense at Oklahoma into a formidable one, and I think TCU goes into the Big 12 championship game at 10-2 and against Texas, but they're going to be limping in. 
And at that point, I look, am I going to pick them to win the Big 12? It's hard to beat a good team once. It's impossible for a lot of people to beat a good team twice. I think a 10-2 and Texas versus a 9-3 and UT. Winner of that game. If TC wins a 10-2, and goes into the Big 12, and beats Texas again, I think you have to put them in the college football playoffs again. If Texas loses to... Or if, if TC loses to Texas and they're ten and three, and, TC, and Texas is ten and three, I think there's a really good shot that TC is playing in the Alamo Bowl, or is playing in. Uh, I mean, the Alamo Bowl is a solid bowl, but I, I don't think they're going to be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl, and that's the difference in beating Texas in the Big Twelve Championship game and losing to Texas. Yeah, at the end of the day, you got to think about this: if TCU wins out and wins the Big Twelve. This is just another notch in the belt of Sonny Dykes. This is just another reason for TCU fans to pump their chest out. And TCU goes into the 2024 season as, I think, in a lot of people's minds, the preemptive favorite to win the conference again. You lost the conference championship last year to Kansas State. You still made it to the college football playoffs. If you lose the conference championship two years in a row to Texas, you go into the next season again feeling that you did not achieve your ultimate goal. Because Sunny Dykes talks about the ultimate goal for this team is to win the conference championship, win a playoff game, and win the national championship. That is the aspirations for this program. If they lose in the Big 12 championship game to Texas, who has a lot more to play for, because if Texas loses to TCU not once but twice, now the conversation will be, how do you expect to beat teams like LSU? How do you expect to beat teams like Auburn and Alabama and Georgia and Florida every other week in the SEC. How do you expect that if you're Texas? Whereas if TCU beats Texas, the conversation will just be, now that Oklahoma and Texas are gone, is TCU the, the best team in the conference? I have TCU playing in the Big 12 championship game. I do not have them winning the Big 12 championship. I have the Horned Frogs going 10-3 and on the season with a loss in the Big 12 championship, and then whatever bowl game they're going to pick, we, we cannot pick a bowl game win in August. And some, some people are smart enough to do that over here. We're not doing that. We're not picking a, a bowl game win for you and who they might be playing. I think that this is a season that any doubt in anybody's mind about TCU should be evaporated. If you're a fan of the program, you already are on board with the Sunny Dykes train. You're already on board. Anybody outside the program, anybody outside the fan base, anybody outside that Horn Frog faithful, I think those people are going to have some uh, uh, of their questions evaporate. Now, look, if TCU goes eight and zero, they got to be ranked in the top ten at some point. Right, if they're playing in the Big 12 championship game, there's probably going to be conversation around them potentially playing in the playoffs. But I don't think any Big 12 team plays in the playoffs this year. I think this is the last year that that happens. And then next year, as they expand the playoffs, the Big 12 will always have their champion playing in the college football playoffs and potentially have a chance here to have the runner-up be playing in the college football playoffs as well. I think that's how good this conference is going to be. I don't have any of the Big 12 teams playing in the playoffs at the end of the season. Let's go into uh, preseason predictions when it comes to MVP. I have Chandler Morris. 
He has the keys to the offense this year. There's nobody. I, I personally look after spring and fall and all the other stuff. I do not see a Max Duggan hating in the, or waiting in the wings if Morris gets hurt. Keeping Chandler Morris on his uh, two feet this year is going to be of the utmost importance to Sonny Dykes and to Kendall Bryles. And the offensive line returns some guys. We've talked about it. I feel very good about the offensive line, but keeping him on his feet. And look, you go through it, right? Colorado's defense, we don't know, okay? <laughs> we, we, Travis Hunter's going to be good on the outside, but we don't know what their interior defensive line looks like. I feel very confident in saying that I think that Colorado should be a win or will be a win. Nichols State, I don't imagine getting after Chandler Morris like that. Houston, I don't imagine doing that. SMU, I don't imagine doing that. West Virginia, no. Iowa State, no. BYU, no. Kansas State's really the first time where there's going to be a defense that can pin their ears back and go after a guy. Texas Tech in the next week. Texas, the next week. So there's a three-week stretch there where it's like keep Chandler Morris healthy. But I go through that defense and I don't think any of those guys are world beaters. I don't think any of those guys are going to be knocking Morris around. So his... If he plays the full season, he should be the MVP. In a Kendall Bryles offense, under Sunny Dykes, Chandler Morris should have numbers that are competitive. I'm not saying he's going to win these awards. He's on the Davey O'Brien's watch list. He's on all these other watch lists. I know I'm not saying he's going to have a Heisman season or he's going to be up for you know any of these awards, but the numbers, I think, will be competitive enough with the Caleb Williams of the world, with the Drake Mays of the world, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I think that he'll be competitive with those numbers. Maybe maybe TCU isn't as flashy. Maybe they're not getting big noon kickoffs. Maybe they're not getting primetime ESPN games, right? But I think the numbers are going to speak for themselves. My dark horse MVP is uh, JPR, John Paul Richardson, the former Oklahoma State wide receiver, He's the most experienced wide receiver in this room when it comes to making big plays. I don't think that that – you can't really tangibly say, okay, well, this guy put up this money numbers as a Cowboy versus – I look at it this way. I say to myself, who is going to make those big plays? Who is going to fill in for Quinn Johnson? Who's going to be that catch-and-run guy? Who's going to be a secure who, – who on the outside is going to make some plays for TCU? Because that's really what's going to matter in some of these games – and I think it's going to be JPR. There's a chance here he's one of the best receivers in uh, the Big 12. Defensive MVP, I don't think you can go anywhere else. I think I saw a couple of uh, interior linemen. I saw a linebacker. I, I I think it's got to be Josh Newton. I think he has to be your defensive MVP. He's a preseason AP All-American, uh, multiple preseason award list. The former ULM uh, transfer, he's a lockdown opposite uh, Tomlinson last season. He should be the number one corner. He should be one of the best corners in the Big 12. He's going to be facing off against NFL talent every weekend. If he gets burned once, I don't imagine TCU fans are going to freak out, but he's going to be a lockdown corner. So I have him as my defensive MVP. My breakout star, former five-star, Trey Sanders. After playing at Alabama, he's stepping into a running back room who was missing two guys who went to the NFL. They like to run the ball. TCU's offense is not just throw the pigskin around the field. They like to establish the run. He's going to have plenty of opportunities. My breakout star on the offense is Trey Sanders. 10-2. and two. I'm betting the over. I'm not betting on TCU to win the Big 12. 10-2 and two on the regular season. 10-3 and three after the Big 12 championship. All right, let's move on. Earl Campbell, 
Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose Award nominees. These are the preseason guys. Brandon Coleman, who we didn't talk about. He's an offensive lineman for TCU. He's on this list. Chandler Morris and uh, Savion Williams, who we didn't also mention. He's going to be another receiver uh, for Morris. They're all on the uh, Rose, Tyler Rose Award list. It's for the nation's offensive player of the year, which this is a stipulation, which I, I like that it's named after Earl Campbell. I like that this award exists. I think it's important this award exists. But this is a stipulation. Hear this. If you don't know, the Tyler Rose Award, Campbell or Campbell Tyler Rose Award is for a player either born in Texas, graduated from a Texas high school, or plays at a Texas college. So that's a wide swath. Texas football players are all over God's green earth, all over college football. They're sprinkled around. So the fact that these three guys are nominated is pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, TCU freshman Jamal Johnson wrapping things up. He earned his way on the ESPN True Freshman 2023 preseason All-American list. He's likely to start the season behind returners Mark Perry and Bud Clark on the depth chart. There's a ton of safeties on this roster if you go through it. Uh, so he is one of those guys who we have our eye on in the future. He's a four-star recruit out of Arlington. He committed during the 2022-23 recruiting cycle. And uh, according to sources, he is a big part of uh, the plans moving forward on that defensive side of the ball. If we see him this season, either he really has balled out or guys have got hurt. So it's one of those... Do you want to see him? Sure. If you see him too soon, things might not be going good on that back end of the defense. This is a fun episode. I'm really excited next week when we really sink our teeth into Colorado. Uh, the Hypnotoad podcast, of course, will be – we've been recording on Wednesdays to get you ready for the rest of the week. I think it's a good time. We put it out on Thursday, Friday, and you know, give you some content for the weekend. The plan moving forward, we're going to record our last Wednesday pod Potent, I, I think next Wednesday, we'll preview Colorado. That's our last Wednesday pod. And then we will be doing uh, reaction pods on Saturday, Sunday. Give it to you to start the next week. And then when the College Football Playoff Committee starts putting out their uh, rankings, that is when we will shift back. And we will probably have like a Tuesday night, react to Saturday, talk about what's coming up next Saturday, and where is TCU going to be ranked in the uh, College Football Playoff. So that is what football season will probably look like, and we will kind of shift our recording schedule. And, of course, we, if things change, we will might we, shoot, we might be putting out multiple pods a week. And if that happens, you know, that'll be great for us too. We're just having a fun time over here on the Hypnopod, pod, or Hypnotoad podcast. So that'll do it for this week. Next week, Colorado, college football, right around the corner. Week zero is this weekend. Uh, I'm excited. I got the TV set up. I'm not invited. I'm just gonna hang out on my couch. Like this is this is it. I told my uh, my friends. I said this is the last time you will see me out and about this weekend because I am gonna be locked in once uh, this college football and NFL season really starts up. Well, I'm excited. That'll do it for the Hypno Toad Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe the podcast wherever you get the Hypno Toad Podcast. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. And then of course you can win a free Harlan College koozie by leaving a rating or review on iTunes and sending it to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. Next week, Colorado will be ready for it right here on your home for TCU Athletics, right? The Hypno Toad Podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week.